Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. There are certain things that rev my engine. Certain things that make me want to wake up in the morning. Make me want to do things. Make me want to get up and go, right? Like good grilled meat. Huh? Anybody with me on that? Like, like everybody's just waiting for springtime so they can smell the smoke or smoking and stuff like that? Anybody, anybody with me on that? You know, I, I love, well, I mean, I'm, there's certain things that get my heart revving, right? Huh? O-H-I-O, right? But you know what? It's not really those things I care that much about. I mean, I like, I like, I like, I like good cooked meat, right? I enjoy a good football game every now and then and a good spectator moment where me and, and some guys and family and stuff get together, but that's what I really like. I really like the camaraderie those things create. The reasons that I like those things is because it brings me together with other people. I'm big on family interactions. You know what I really like too? Something else that gets my motor running is when I see somebody's life really changing. Dude, that just is nothing like that in the whole stinking planet, man. Not to me. You know what those things are? Those things I just described, those are values. Those are things that inside of me intrinsically cause something to pop off. There are things that make my heart beat just accelerate. Or my taste buds start to salivate. And you know what? Every one of you sitting here among us right now has something going on that flips a switch. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to process do's and don'ts and why's and why nots. That moment happens, that thing triggers, and your heart accelerates. Your blood pressure goes up. Your excitement, the butterflies start jiggling around in there. And suddenly you find like, yes, right? You, 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 there, there are things that create enthusiasm, motivation for you, Right? There, there, there are things that, that cause the lights to go on. It makes the, the, the engine rev. Some of you, it is when that, that nice car pulls up beside you and starts going, rrr, rrr, and you look over and like, what is that? Sometimes you don't realize why they're there. And sometimes, sometimes you're wondering, you know, the, 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 what really is behind it. Sometimes those things are just indicators of what's really going on. They're not the real thing. Like I said about, the, about, about, about eating grilled meat and, and, and football, it's not, it's not really that. Those things are, it's that it, it gives me reasons to interact with other people. They're the symptoms, they're not the disease. You get what I'm saying? And then, what, what are those things? It's, it's important that we, we lock in on what are, are those deep inside triggers, those things that pop, those, those things that make something at our core begin to generate. 
Well, it's important that we, we recognize those we, we call those values. Those are, those are things that were highly regarded by us. And sometimes we don't even mean for them to be that, but they are. The, the, we, we, we try and figure them out. They're the things when we move on them, they bring motivation and they bring life and they bring light and energy starts to erupt. But when we're doing things that don't bring that, you know what happens? We, we begin to, to, to be depleted of energy. We begin to be depleted of enthusiasm. We begin to be, de- be depleted of expectation. And so we define that spot that God made inside of us. Some of us don't feel free this morning because we keep doing the things we can do, not the things we were made to do. Some of us wake up in the morning and we got to go, we, we, we have to go to work. We don't get to go to work, we have to. Because the reason we're going is because bills have to be paid. The reason we're, we're doing whatever is because we're on a schedule. The reason we're, we're doing whatever is because, we just, because there are things we have to do. And we stop being motivated by things we get to do. Every time one of my kids says something to me about being a part of the family, do I have to? And I look at them and I go, no, 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 you don't have to. No, no. You get to. You're a vital part of this family. This is not something you have to do. This is something you have the privilege of doing as a member of, uh, as a member of the Hines family. Because your last name is Hines, you get to. And it's amazing over time as I've chanted that kind of response to them, how they have responded in kind. They remind me at sometimes. They remind their siblings, hey, no, it's not have to, it's get to. And I want you to find the things you get to do, not the things you have to do. Can I say something to you? If, when Rachel stood up a little bit ago and talked about giving, and you kind of rolled your eyes with that, you're missing the whole point. As a person who's experienced the, gift, the good generosity, gift-giving of God, you should want to be the same thing he is. Giving shouldn't be a drudgery. It should be an, it should be an excitement. It should be an enthusiasm. And I'm not just talking about your pocketbook or your wallet or your app. I'm talking about you giving of yourself out of something that God's put in your hands to, to be a, a, an encouragement in the heart of somebody else to, for the kingdom of God. There ought to be this thing that goes, yes! And the reason there's not is because you're not tapping in to the, to the core of who God made you to be. You feel trapped because you're living a life of have to. You're not living a life of get to. And you've got you to relocate that. See, each of us can live freely if we, mu- if we locate that. If we can't, we won't. And if we utilize that for our benefit, we utilize that for the glory of God, we utilize that for the good of other people, suddenly something happens. So this morning I'm going to say this numerous times. Hope you can follow along. Freedom means living from your core. Here's a real point. Inside out is the right route. What's going on inside of here? What's the real reason you showed up to church this morning? Some of you showed up to church this morning. You know why? Because you have a drug problem. And I don't mean the one you guys are thinking about. I mean, you knew if you didn't, somebody was going to say something to you. And so you got up and you drug yourself to church this morning. <laughs> what's going on the inside? What, 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 what's really happening here? What are the things that make lights, the lights go on? What are the things that make, makes the engine run? See, see you, you, living free means living from your core. It means inside out is the right route. Look at Galatians 5.13. These words, man, they resonate inside my chest every time I look at it. Every time I read them. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. 
Man, that's awesome. But he doesn't stop. He says, don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, listen to these words, use your freedom to serve one another. And it would have been awesome if he had just stopped right there. But he adds a prepositional phrase at the end of the sentence, and he says, in love. See, it's not just a matter of what you do. It matters why you're doing what you're doing. What you're doing. Listen, if he said this, he said, he said, listen, serve one another. He just said, serve one another. That'd been great, because that's what we're supposed to do, right? But he didn't stop there. He said, serve one another in love. Serve one another out of something going on deeper on the inside than just doing something. Serve one another because it's in you to do that. It's in you to love somebody else. It's it's in you to love God more than anything else. It's in you to do that. Out of love, do it. Don't just do it because you're drugged to. Do it because you get to. Listen, true freedom starts from the inside and it works its way out. Listen to Galatians 5, 5, and 6. But we who live by the Spirit, listen to these next words, eagerly. That describes something going on in here eagerly wait to receive by faith, that's another kind of inward thing happening, by faith, the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith, the deep trusting that that Todd talked about during service of sitting in that chair, when we, we sit down in that thing, something goes off on the inside of us. When we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in what you're doing. Or what you were when you got here. There's no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. There's no, let me put it this way. There's no benefit in just doing something rote because it's expected of you. Circumcision was a ceremonial process by which you were connected to God. He's saying, listen, in this day and age, under the, the cause of, of Christ, the, 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 the shedding of Jesus' blood, his great sacrifice, he now invites you to be a part of a family. There should not be ceremonial ritual that's attached to that. There should be this idea that, man, I get to be a part of something. He says this, what is important? Some translations say what is most important. What is important, check this out, again, some inward things, faith Expressing itself in love. Valentine's Day happened this week. Right? I bet you ladies had a really great evening when you got home Thursday night and your husband goes, come on, let's go. Let's get this over with. I mean, it's only one time a year. Let's get this evening done. I bet you all was like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Uh, I guess if we have to, uh, you're going to give me a hard time if we don't, so let's just get on with it. Huh? Right? You would have loved that, wouldn't you? Been a great evening to enjoy life with somebody, right? Huh? Walked in. Here you go. Some gift, threw some gift bag at you on the, on the counter in the, the kitchen, right? Here we go. Because he did the right thing, right? Something wasn't going on on here on the inside, right? Didn't matter, did it? Huh? So you get my point, right? 
We can, go sit, we can sit here and we can do the things we're supposed to do, but if something's not triggering, something's not popping off on the inside, we're missing the whole point. There's something to be said for duty. I, don't, I, 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 I get that. But there's something to be said for passion. There's something to be said for, for, for zeal and enthusiasm. And we've got to find those things. See, true freedom starts from the inside and works its way out. The reason Jesus had problems with people in his day is because they were dressing up the outside. He'd address them about things going on on the inside. They were going through everything that he wanted, that, 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 that they thought God expected. But on the inside, there wasn't any, any life. There wasn't any love. There wasn't any hope. There wasn't any strength. It was just, let's do this thing. Let's make sure God knows we're good. Let's make sure everybody else thinks we're spiritual. Let's just do that. And there was, on the inside, he called them dead men's bones. And my fear is, even among us, there are people who are just doing what God called them to do because they've got to. Some of you are doing the same thing you did 25 years ago, and about 10 years ago, it just stopped doing anything for you. You're just doing it because that's what you've always done. And God's like, no, keep moving. There's, I need you to do something else. And you're like, no, this is what's comfortable. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing this. Huh? And God's like, no, I got something better for you. And, 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 and this morning, uh, one of the people in prayer said they saw somebody as if they stepped to a line. They were rocking back and forth on the line, getting ready to make a. I, got, I just got to do it. I got. I got. I got. I got to step across that. I. I got to get. I get. And some of you are know that like you're going to leave something back here, but there's something in you that says I got to jump across here. Right there's what I'm comfortable with, but out here there's something that's revving the engine. I can do what comes easy, I can do what comes normal, I can do what, or I can jump out into that. There's got to be something that, that, that triggers. There, there's an emphasis by God on not just what we do, but the how and the why of doing it. Some of us aren't free because we just do. We don't think about how, and we don't think about why. Just like the Valentine's Day date. Some of us just do, just do the, we just, we just do the what, and we don't care what kind of attitude we put off when we do it. We don't care what kind of impression it leaves on somebody else. We don't care what kind of glory it gets, God gets from us doing it. We don't care. We're just doing our thing. And God wants us to be motivated from the inside out. He's so about that. He says what's really important is that, faith expressing itself in love. Not checking off the box. Did that this week. Been doing that for 15 years. Freedom means living from your core. What's going on inside out is the right route. Now I get sometimes we have to, we have to, start, motiv- we have to start doing something just to figure out what that thing is. But it shouldn't take you very long to figure out this either trips the switch or this doesn't. Shouldn't take you long to figure out this is what's working. This isn't what this isn't what's working. I can do a lot of things. There's lots of things I shouldn't be doing. I told you all a few weeks ago. I'm I'm done writing. I'm done. I'm done with it. 
I'll probably never put another blog up. I'll probably never, you know, you guys will, Aaron, write a book. No, Aaron's not ever writing a book. No, 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 no. No, because you know what? It just doesn't do anything for me. Not going to do it. I'm just not. We, what we want at Church Triumphant is for you, we've talked about this, for God to redeem who you are. doesn't matter what happened back there, right? It matters that God is here. And his blood covers a multitude of sin. His love covers a multitude of sin. So all of us have come in. Let's just be, be in agreement. We all come in with stuff. Huh? And, and some of that stuff is disqualifying. I'll give you that. Some of that stuff is hindering. I'll give you that. Uh, some of that stuff is, is messy. I'll give you that. But that is all, be, that's all. Those are all the reasons Jesus came. And your past makes a difference because your past has framed what, how you perceive life. And there's other people in this world who need that perception redeemed by the grace of Jesus in their life. We've got to stop running from it. We, we believe, we've, we've started you on this journey of instructing you. I hope some of you, I got a text on Sunday afternoon last week. Somebody actually went home and took the gifts test. And guess what they found out? They're doing exactly what they should be doing according to their gifts. I did that gifts test, you said. Guess what? My first one was. I was like, oh, my gosh. I want to go, well, duh. I can see that in you, absolutely. Huh? But you need that illumination. So it's not just your past, and it's just not your gifts. It's the, the values that God on purpose placed inside of you. He put in you innate things that are triggers. He put in you things that make love flow. He put in you things that make faith rise up. He, he put things in you that make joy pop. He put things in you, and some of you are going to think I'm crazy, but this is absolutely true. He, he put some things in you that anger pops. Because some of you right now are going, oh my gosh, where is he going? Because you guys still believe anger itself is a sin. The Bible doesn't say that. Bible says, in fact, in Ephesians 4, the Bible says this, be angry. Do you need a reason? There you go. Be angry. That's the Apostle Paul. He wrote those words. Be angry, but do not sin. Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That's what he says right there, that, that context. So there's this idea, but see, anger is a thing that motivates. Huh? Some of you, where's Phil Crosby at? I lost Phil. Oh, I hate to hear that. Phil is a, he's a justice dude. He loves Batman and Superman. You know why? Because he sees injustice in the world and it makes something go off on the inside of him. There's evil that runs amok and somebody's got to do something about it. And that's not bad. That's exactly good, actually. Jesus walks into a temple one day, and he's such a dude who's ate up about prayer. You know what he does? He goes in, he starts slinging tables up in the air. The Bible says he did not sin. So if anger was a sin, that would have been it. We'd have all been done. And Jesus allows the value of prayer to so erupt on the inside. He lets the value of injustice so erupt, he does something about it when he walks into the temple. Some of you, it's been so long since you've had a feeling at all, you don't even know what it, what, what, what it would mean anymore. You've shown up to some kind of church thing and you just do your thing, but there's nothing, nothing popping. 
I don't want you doing something that's not making something pop. I want you doing something that makes the, the fireworks go off on the inside. I want, I want something that may, I want you doing something that makes the tears stream down your face. I, I want something that makes the smile pop and everybody around you gets infected with this contagious disease called joy because you're doing your thing the way God told you to do it, the way, in the capacity he told you to do it in, and all of a sudden something goes, bah! I don't want you just filling a spot on a calendar. I want you filling your God-given calling in Christ Jesus to be a part of his kingdom, numero uno, and for so long as God will allow us to do it at Church Triumphant. That's what I want. I'm not trying to find a spot for you to fill in the machine to keep the the motor running. I'm trying to help you find a spot that makes your motor run. And so, inside out, grows, check this out, your freedom grows when you're serving others. When, when, when life stops being about you, something happens. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, really well-known, very well-quoted piece of Scripture that talks about us presenting our bodies as living sacrifices. Paul would write, this is holy and acceptable. This is the way he says you, you worship God by presenting yourself. He talks about not being conformed any longer to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. He, he talks, starts talking about you being connected to the rest of the body of Christ and in your service like that, and you are giving of yourself, laying down your whole life. And then in verse 6, he says this, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We talked about that last week. Then he turns a corner, and not just talking about the gift itself, it's talking about the person who's utilizing the gift and how they're doing it. And he says, so, look at your neighbor and say, so. Just stay locked in with me for a minute, all right? So, if God has given you a gift, now look at your neighbor and say, God's given you a gift. Huh? I've seen this like, oh my gosh, I don't think so. Oh. Still trying to sort that out. Giftstest.com. Okay, figure it out, right? So, and then look at me, go, now go, so. Just look at him, look him right in the face, say, so. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, now here's, there's the gift, the ability, out of God's grace, not because we're that good or that awesome or whatever, God's good, because God's good and he's that awesome. He gave us something. Speak out. Now look at this. Speak out with as much faith. Speak out of what's going on on the inside. Do you get that? Speak out. I could use these words. Faithfully. As God has given you. If your gift is what I want, I want to do that. And right in the next line, just like in 1 Peter last week, he, he takes that idea of being the mouthpiece or whatever everybody's like looking at, and he goes, and serve. If your gift is serving others, he's not making a delineation of what's good. This is not a priority list of God's rankings of what's awesome. It's just a list. This is not the top ten, and if it were the top ten, check this out. Usually you start with ten. So if that is what he's doing, he's putting that prophecy thing at number 10, and then working up the scale. Right? 
Serve one another. Serve them well. If you're doing something right now and, and, and you are disabled because of your attitude, because of just your drudgery, you haven't do it, and you can't do it well, stop doing it. Stop. I mean, right now, like today, some, some ministers are going to get really mad at me. That's okay. I can take it. If you can't do it well, stop. Turn in your notice today. Let them know by April I'm done. Did he really just say that? Yes, he did. And he meant it with all of his heart. If you are a teacher, teach. And use this word again, well. That's something erupt from the inside of you that you give it everything you've got. Every time you get the chance, you're into, you're in, you want to do it. You can't wait to do it. How do I know if I'm walking on core values? If every time, if you get a phone call from a ministry leader and somebody can't be there, and on the other end of the phone you go, okay, and you roll your eyes, you might have a capability in that. That's not your thing. See, because here's what I think. I think if we help you find your right place, I'd rather have three people who would love to do it four Sundays a week, a month, than have 15 people who get frustrated every time they have to do it. That's just me. I'm just saying. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. That like, seems like a redundant statement, doesn't it? You know what Paul is inclining there? Some of you are trying to encourage others. Stop. Not your thing. Stop. Because you guys, you ever, you ever had that person who tries to encourage you and you're like, you just threw a wet blanket on what I was trying to get done. Do you ever have that happen? Huh? There's usually a but or a well at some point in the sentence when they're trying to encourage you. You know what I'm saying? That was great today, but it was, you know, you went a little long. Thanks. If God has, if, if, you're, if it is giving, if it is giving, give generously. Some of, you, some of you are, all of us are called to be givers in the sense of God wants us to give away what he's given us. But some of us are gifted givers. Like nothing brings you more joy than be able to offer somebody something. Like some of you parents, like you can't wait to, 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 to have the birthday party and buy all the gifts and your kids are like, can we just hang out together? Huh? Right? That's a gift. You, I mean, well, like I'm not so sure it is really because you used to see the look on my kids. I just, I'm trying to make it as big deal as popular. Like, can we just go get pizza? Might not be their gift, but it's yours. Huh? But if it's your thing, do it generously. The first Corinthians says, don't do it begrudgingly. Right? Consider ahead of time what God might be calling you to do or to give. First Corinthians or is it first Corinthians? Or second Corinthians chapter. I know it's chapter nine. If God has given you leadership ability, 
is the next thing. Take the responsibility seriously. That means on the inside, there's something making you, making you do, do this. You're, you're contemplating the, the effects of it or, or the idea of not doing it. It's a big deal. If you can just walk into it, it's no big deal. I don't know if it's, it's your thing. There should be something grave in your heart that God's entrusted the lives of other people to your care. That's what a leader does. They're entrusted with the care of other people. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. See, it's not just the utilization of the gift. It is the way in which the gift is used and the, the, the passion which, 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 with, with which that gift is conveyed. Do it gladly. Don't just, notice these words. This is a great, great Valentine's passage. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Do you get that? Your gifting should make people feel loved. A lot of us are pretending to walk in a gifting, and people don't feel loved when we offer it. They feel like we're frustrated. They feel like we're tired. They feel like we're wore out. They feel like, you know, there's other things that we'd be any place and where we are right now doing what we're supposed to be doing. We, 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 we encourage people. If I can use that word, I don't even know if that's a good word there. Welcome to the communication circle, Aaron. Thank you. We, we make them feel like, okay, they're just, you know, whatever. I had a conversation with some of the leaders from the church this week, and I, I, I cried tears just driving down the road thinking about them because you know what I, you know what I, you know what I want to do? I want, I want to do life with them. And it frustrates me at times that it feels like they're just another spot on my calendar. I don't want them just to be another spot on my calendar. I gotta put them on there so because this guy's forgetful. He's ADD to the nth degree. You can get sidetracked fast, but I don't ever want to feel like I just have to get with them or I they, they I have to have another meeting. I have to, I want to be around them. I want I want I want to speak into their life. I, I want them to speak into my life. I want I want to pray for them. I want them to pray for me. I want that. Sometimes I find myself just caught up. I, I want to do things the way God wants. I don't want to just pretend. I, I want to really do what God The Bible says, hate what is wrong. There's even an emotion attached to that. There should be things that make us go, oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's evil. Oh, that's got to be rectified. And that's an indication there's a value being going off on the inside of you. Some of you, I mean, I, I know this is true among a lot of you. Some of you see orf, orphanhood around us, and it pops. And you get angry thinking about the conditions certain kids have to live under. That's letting you know that's a value God put in you. And it, and, and it looks like hate. Hate what is evil. Hate what is wrong. That's what he says right there. You should. But that's letting you know that's something God called you into. Hold tightly to what is good. Listen to the next line. Love each other with genuine affection. It matters what's going on on the inside, if it's genuine or not. Take delight. There's something going on on the inside in honoring each other. Never be lazy. Here's another thing. But work hard. That's an ethic that emanates from the inside out. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. See, God's calling for you to walk in freedom is this, that you find your thing, and your thing has to do with what you've come out of, 
what giftings God's given you and what values God's innately put inside of you, that's your sweet spot. And he wants you to be able to honor him enthusiastically. He wants your heart to enlarge. He wants you to be excited about life. He wants you to be excited about your calling. He wants your engine to rev. He wants you alive, not just existing on life support. And so many of us, we spend all of our Christian life on life support. You know how I know? Because we're barely gasping when we walk back in on Sunday morning spiritually. Give me the paddles. Okay, good. I'm good for like three more days. That's probably an indication you're not in your sweet spot. You're not filling the spot God calls you to live in. You're barely getting by. And it may be an indicator of your spiritual habits. I'll give you that. But I've noticed something else. When I'm walking in the place God's called me to, I'm motivated where my spiritual habits are concerned. I want to pray. In fact, I find I have to in a good way. Like there's things that pop and I want to talk to God about them. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to be a part of what's going on. I want to show up at things. I, I want to be in a small group. I want because I, I, I want to find out what's next. God's going to speak to me about that thing I'm supposed to be doing. And I can't wait to be a part of it. Get what I'm saying? Core values matter. What's going, what do I value at my core? That's the motivation behind the use of all of our gifts. Everything. Last week I closed, I said this a minute ago, with 1 Peter uh, 10 and 11, and he talks about uh, uh, of you using your gifts well, and he, he puts a couple things in there. But the context is really important because he says this, most important of all, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Deep means it's way on the inside. For love covers a multitude of sins. The next verse, cheerfully. Share your home with others. You get, the, you get the impetus there? Don't just share your home. Share your home cheerfully. Share what God's given you cheerfully. Can you look at it that way? 1 Corinthians 13, he starts to what we call the love chapter. Right? 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 4, most of us don't even realize what it says. We do know we've been to every wedding on the planet and we hear different things. Love is patient, love is kind, love is blah, blah, blah. And we know all those, right? Huh? Are you with me still? I need five more minutes. Do I get five? Huh? I got one over here. Do I get another one? No, I'm just kidding. No. He starts 1 Corinthians 13 like this. If I know all kinds of things, if I do all kinds of things, if I'm willing to be martyred, he goes that far. If I'm willing, and I don't have love, all of that is in vain. He mentions certain gifts. He says, if, it, makes, it makes no big deal if you have them, if you can't do them out of love. If there's not something triggering on the inside of you that makes you love Jesus more, you're missing the point. If there's not something going off on you that you get to be a part of that and, and, and not just to be seen or to be heard or to, 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 to be noticed, there's something in you that goes, I get to use that and it's going to help somebody else out. You've missed the point of having it at all. It does matter what's going on on the inside. And when you use your 
True freedom is serving others from your core. You grow in freedom when you use your gifts to honor God well and to love others. That's what happens. You feel trapped when there's no love associated, when there's no enthusiasm attached to it, when there's just drudgery and duty. You feel like, oh, here's just another day. You're the Dunkin' Donuts guy meeting yourself at the door every morning. Time to make the donuts. You know, and that's just it. That's just how life goes. But what if the, what if the, what if the gift you have, what if the, the, the vocation you have is something God gave you on purpose because he wanted his glory to be shown at a restaurant? What if he gave you your job on your construction site because he wanted somebody else to see the love of God and the grace of Jesus at work? What if he gave you that job of being that, working in that bank or being that cashier or working in that office because his plan was for your, your gifts to come alive and then suddenly somebody else goes, oh, there's something going on in that person's life. What, what if God gave you that spot to walk in, not because it could pay your bills, but because it could honor him and enable you to be what he saw you being from the beginning of time? What if? Do you see the difference? The Bible, somebody remind me this week, man, it's my, my life verse, but it says this, the steps of the godly, they're ordered of the Lord. And the idea of godliness isn't just getting the, the resume right. The idea of godliness really is being correctly related to God. And when I'm correctly related to God, it bleeds out of my life into things I'm doing. And if I let him direct my steps, then the neighborhood I live in isn't an accident. If I let him and I'm directly correlated to him, then the job I have is not an accident. If I'm directly related to him, then, it, then it suddenly it matters what time of the day I'm at Kroger. Suddenly it matters what time of the day phone call. Suddenly it matters, and all of a sudden if I can look at it through the gifts God has given me, and I allow the, the core values God's placed on me to erupt at the same time, suddenly amazing things can happen. Because we believe this, we believe God's called you to be a part of a world change. And here's how it happens. It happens because you encounter God. You encounter his spirit. You encounter his salvation. You encounter his word. You encounter him. And then suddenly you begin to change. And then when you begin to change, what happens is your life begins to encounter the lives of other people. And guess what? One at a time. I got this beautiful text yesterday. I'm sorry I missed it initially. I was away from my phone, but I got this text yesterday. Hey, man. Need some scripture. I'm about to meet with somebody about some things going on in their life. And honestly, I probably need it too. Can you help me? No. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, nope. I believe in the idea of Sabbath. God put us there on, pur on purpose because he, know, he knew we as human beings would be workaholics. And we do, 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 and come up at the end of the week and be completely wrung the heck out. And he would not get, the, get our best, and our families would not get our best. I'm a big advocate for that, right? But I have to tell you something. When I get texts like that, even when it's my day off, something goes off on the inside of my chest. Are you hearing me? You know? I didn't go, hey, I can't answer that right now. I'm slung. What are they calling me for today? Don't they know what time? No. You know why? Because it's what I'm made for. And, and it frustrates me to not answer. You get what I'm saying? 
Huh? You get a text back a little bit later. It was a great conversation. Man, thanks so much. I'm like, oh, yes. You get what I mean? Because that's my job. It's to make sure you're equipped to be whatever God wants you to be. You hear what I mean? That's it. That's what, that, that's what I'm supposed to be about doing. So I'm, I don't know where I'm at even. So, so what's at your core? That's a, good, that's a good list right there. Thanks, Scott. My man. I don't know if he's smiling above the screen, but I hope he is. Doing your job, my man. So one of the things really provide the fuel to the engine of your gifts. It's one thing to know you have gifts. It's another thing to know why something flares them up. It's, what are the things that make you excited or trigger frustration and anger? In a good way. The kind that motivates you. You understand what I mean? Not deplete you. There's that kind of frustration and anger. I don't want you walking in that one. I don't want you walking in the one that goes, Oh, if I could make that right, I so would. Oh. Huh? Can I tell a story about you, Patrick? Huh? Can I? Please. Please, 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 please. Huh? I've learned not, 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 not to say something without asking permission. Can I? Okay, okay. We were walking through Kroger one night. And here's how you know what, what a man's values are. We're walking through Kroger one night. You remember this one? Huh? We're walking through Kroger. There's this big display of beer. Budweiser. Budweiser family pack or something like that. And Patrick loses his mind in Kroger. Okay? He says, I don't know any Budweiser ever helped anybody's family. And he just kind of, and he's, he's, and he's, and here's what I know. Family is a big deal to Patrick. And Patrick knows what alcoholism did to his family. So the second his passion and his anger collided, something just popped. He didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to walk through it. It just happened. Bam! Just so happens, one of the things Patrick does and does well, he and Leah both, is provide a home for kids who aren't used to having a good home. Funny, isn't that how that works? Probably some of those kids have had lives that are ravaged by alcoholism. Right? You see what I'm saying? Not a bad thing. That's a really good thing. All of a sudden, this idea, bah, instinctive, innate, God put something in him, and it just came to the surface right now. In his mind, Budweiser and family shouldn't even be considered in the same context. You get what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> but not necessarily healthy families, right? Huh? Some of us, never mind, I shouldn't even go. And here's what I'm going to say. Your values and your passions. Sometimes our values begin to erupt and they become passions that are unredeemed. And you've got to let the, the redeeming work of the Holy Spirit redeem your appetites and your passions. Are you hearing me? Some of you are big, hanging out with people, and that's how you got into the party scene. And end up doing things you didn't intend on doing. It was because that idea, that value of being around people was just in you. And you found the next closest spot you could get to that, right? And you ended up in some place. Am I right? 
Am I right? Your desire to be okay to people is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It got you in some bad trouble because it was redeemed by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't, it wasn't motivated by, by, the, by the challenge of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't informed by the Word of God, and suddenly you end up in a bad spot. That doesn't mean the thing that triggered it is a bad thing. Do you understand that? So it's important as you look at this list, and this is not an exhaustive list. This isn't all the values there could possibly be, but it's just a list of, to get the motor on, make you start thinking. Authenticity. Some of you love it when somebody just gets down level with you and you just be completely honest and there's nothing hidden, right? Character. Some of you, character and integrity is a big deal. You, you, you worry about compassion. Some of you are motivated. You, you, you see people in bad straits and your heart just enlarges and goes out. Some of you are big on creativity. You can't wait till you can get a hold of a pen or get in front of a, like you, I'm, I'm thinking about right and you're thinking, dude, that's awesome, bro. Why would you not do that? Devotion. Some of you are, are motivated by being devoted to something. Some of you are, are big on to discipline. That's not bad. It makes it hard for other people sometimes. But it's not bad. Excellence, faithfulness, generosity. See, listen, these things, some of these are going to be stoking other thoughts in you. Honor and humility, intimacy. Some of you should be motivated by justice causes because you want to fix something that's broken and not right. Some of you ought to be, loyalty is your thing, or order. Some of you are big on personal growth. You grab every blog coming and going, every book you can get down. Every time somebody sends you something that might improve something, you're like, hey, I'm in on that. Let me see what's going on. That's, that's a value of yours. Perseverance. Some of you are big. When you, you, you see those movies, those stories of somebody who endured something on the inside of you, you're like, oh, yes. Ah. I loved, we started watching it last night. I didn't finish it because it got too late. Hacksaw Ridge. Huh? This dude lived by his devotion to Christ, what he believed was the right thing to do, and people made fun of him and beat him up and all kinds of things. And in the end, he ended up doing more to impact his platoon than anybody else in there, man. Remember that story? Yeah, I should go see. I don't want to ruin it for you, but you should go see that. I mean, it's man of faith, I'll say that too. He persevered through ugly, ugly, ugly things and refused to budge off of his convictions. It was awesome. Relationships. Some of you are very relational. You want to connect with people. Some of you are big on servanthood or, or teamwork or transparency, truth or, or unity. Some of you are motivated because you want to bring people together. You want to, you, the Bible calls blessed are the peacemakers. You read that line in Matthew in the Beatitudes and something pops like, oh, yeah, 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 that's me. I want to do that. I, of all this thing on the list, that's the one thing I want to do. I want to bring people together. That's a value. Some of you, it's worship. And I'm not just talking about music. I'm talking about you honoring God with all that you are. That you wake up in the morning, God, how can I lay my life down for you today? Freedom means living from your core. Listen to Paul's words here from 1 Timothy chapter 5. He says this, The purpose of my instruction is that all believers, who's he talking to? All who? Step number one, are you a believer? Because if you're not, here's what I can tell you. There's this God who believes he made you on purpose. He believes your heart, your life, you count. You matter. He created you. He wove you together on purpose. And he wants you to follow him with all of your being so you can discover what he made you for. 
And you may have issues that reside from the background of your life that echo certain things of, of not being worthy and, 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 and being disqualified and, and just hurt and abuse and all sorts of other things. And Jesus says these words to you. I forgive you. I love you. I accept you. And guess what? There's a better way ahead if you'll just walk with me. And he says, come walk with me. Because it's important we, we cross this bridge first before I take another step in this passage. Because if we're all on the same page and we're following the same God, the same maker, the same creator, then suddenly the, next, the rest of this passage begins to come to fruition for all of us. Every one of us. And I never want to take for granted. I hear too many stories over and over again about people who have yet to give their heart to Christ. They sit in service week after week, even sometimes year after year, sometimes decade after decade, and somehow they never make the connection. So I'm not going to presume on any given Sunday that we've all got it together. In fact, if all of us have it together, quite honestly, guess what? I'm going to say this. The rest of us are not doing our job. There ought to be every Sunday somebody here who's trying to sort through whether they want to follow Christ or not. There'll be something about our lives that make others want to come near and see what God's up to. There ought to be. If you're not there yet, listen, Jesus says these words. Come to me if you're weary, heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He says, listen, I'm going to pay a heavy price for you. I already have. The, 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 the blood-bought church thing we just sang about means Jesus died, shed his blood, that every residue of your sin would be wiped away. Every residue of your past would be wiped away. Everything, and all, the thing you, the thing you're responsible for now is just saying, Jesus, I need you. You need to confess that he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. And in that moment, something changes. And you cross over into believing the one who made you. And that's a beautiful moment. And it's this simple. The Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. It's possible to confess with your mouth and not believe in your heart just because there's pressure on you. It is. But where real regeneration starts is right here. The Bible says we count the cost. We consider who he is, what he's and what we've done where we're at with him, and we allow him to check us on it. And, he, and we go, it's got to be right. He, he's got to be right. I've been trying to live life all, my, all by myself. I've been trying to live life my way, and it keeps coming up empty, and it keeps coming up messed up. I've got to, and all of a sudden here, something triggers. I've got to get this right. I've got to come to him. In that moment, if you say, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are, something happens. in him. Jesus, I believe. I believe. I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe no one gets to the Father but by you. I believe you made me on purpose. I believe you redeemed my past. I believe you've given me gifts and callings. I believe you put things in me that make me tick. And I want to discover how that all fits into your big plan. Wow. In that moment, Life changes. The Bible calls us as we're born again. Wow. The purpose of Paul's instruction is that all believers, that can be you, that should be us, all of us. That we would all, those these next words, would be filled with love on the inside. Something erupting from the inside out. Filled with love. 
that comes from a pure heart. Notice he didn't say, my desire is that all Christians would be, fully, would be totally gifted. He didn't say that, right? He believes God's given you gifts, but his whole instruction isn't to make sure you're gifted. His instruction is to make sure something's going right on the inside. You get that? That comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. And then he says these words. But some people have missed the whole point. They didn't realize it was about a, a, a filling with love. They didn't realize it was supposed to come from a pure conscience. They didn't realize it was supposed to come from a genuine faith and a pure heart. They, they got, that got right past them somehow. Some people have missed the whole point. And my prayer for you is that you haven't missed the whole point. Jay, would you, would you get ready with that, that song we sang a little while ago? I said this last week. Using gifts in the right way on the right mission will help you stay free and be all you are meant to be. But here's the thing. Those things will help you be, live on purpose and be faithful. Using, using God's gifts on God's mission in the right way will help you live in your purpose and be faithful. See, here's the thing you want to be, here's the thing you want to be known from. One day, every one of us in this room, every one of us, Bible says in the book of, oh, crud, it escapes me right now. It's chapter 2. I'm going to say it's Philippians. My brain's moving 100 miles an hour. I don't even know what I was going to say. That one day, every knee, everybody say every knee. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every, every knee. Every, everyone. And so here's the, the difference. You can either do that now or you, you will do it later. And you can either do it willingly now or you'll be made to do it later and that won't be a good thing for anybody. And when you stand before him, prayerfully he will say something like this. Well done my child, my good and gifted servant. Some of these Bible studiers should have checked me right there. That's not what it says. He said, well done, my child. Well done, my good and effective servant. Well done, my good, and doing your duty, servant. What'd you say, Misty? Well done, my good and faithful servant. And you can only do something faithfully if it's coming from your heart. Because it's going to be full of faith. That's what makes it faithful. And faithful is something that happens, faith is something that happens on the inside. That's based on a knowing that there's a God that loves us. So this morning, we're going to sing a song. Check your motivation. What's going on on the inside? Why do you do what you do? And if something happens today, and, and by the end of this day, you're standing in front of Jesus, does he say, well done, good and faithful servant?
does he go, hey, way to go. You were really busy. Thanks for the try. What's, what's going on? Begin a process. What, what really makes you tick? And find those things. Be in, get engaged in the things that make you tick, not the things that pull life out of you. Because God wants your life to be contagious. And ultimately, the whole thing can't be that you get noticed. Ultimately, the thing that's got to happen is God gets noticed. That God's redemptive grace comes to the forefront. That God's ever overshadowing love all of a sudden comes into the middle wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And sometimes they look past you and they see Jesus. They don't even realize you what you did or how you were part of it or what happened. You, you just happen to be in the, the flow of things. They go, man, God must be awesome. Walk away from the mic. My only requirement of you is this, that you ask Jesus to check the inside. If you're not right with Jesus, you can't be in this moment. I'll be here. You guys saw people who were sitting up here praying. If you saw them and they, you want somebody to pray with, they'll, they'll pray with you, I'm sure. Would you check your motivation? Check what's going on the inside because it's really all that matters. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.